Next time on a very spooky fine dining podcast, the season one finale, TGI Fridays the 13th. Oh, you betcha. Pineapple's gonna hit the fan as Michael's son Juicy, or in this episode, Juice Son Voorhees, <laughs> goes on a murderous rampage and no one is safe. It gets real spooky, it gets real bloody, and not everyone's gonna make it to the end of the episode. Who will live, who will die? Listen to Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, break down a trip to TGI Fridays based on the atmosphere, the service, and the food, and try not to be scared to death. Hear the thrilling finale of Fine Dining, Wednesday, October 25th, wherever you get your podcasts. we expected to get crushed by our geography department. I'm Harriet Langley-Swindon, and this is Nonsensit. Hello, and welcome to Nonsensored, the podcast that wraps up all the best bits from my very real daily radio show into one easy-to-digest highlights package. I'm joined, as ever, by my producer, Martin. And what a show we have for you this week, eh, Martin? Oh, yes, indeed. We have clips from our interviews with Nadine Dorries, who finally resigned this week, and with our royal correspondent, Nicola Witchell, about King Prince Charles's attempts to rehabilitate his younger brother and, instead of Ishan Akbar's hot and spicy takeaway of the week, we have my... Mild and creamy takeaway. No, Harriet, I, I, I don't like that name for the segment. Too late, Martin. And as ever, there was so much we couldn't fit in. For example, we had Suella Braverman on for a 23-minute interview about police numbers. Yes, although that ended up being only three minutes long in the end, uh, so not really substantial enough to include here. Now, this is the last episode before our live show on the 7th of September at King's Place in London. Tickets are available at kingsplace.co.uk, but two people who do not need to buy them are Jonathan Owen and Alex Maxwell, who sent in our favourite questions for our guests, Suella Braverman, Zakir Starmer and the Reverend Jerry Berry. So two tickets are on their way to you. Oh, well, your names are on the guest list. Just, just tell them who you are and... Uh... You know what, I'll, I'll just email them. But the rest of you now need to buy your tickets at kingsplace.co.uk and we'll see you on Wednesday the 7th at King's Place. And if you have any questions, comments, compliments or reviews, you can always contact us at nonsensedpodcast at gmail.com. But let's move on to this week's show and the shocking news that Nadine Dorries has resigned. She uh, announced it months ago, Harriet, so it, it really wasn't that shocking. Look, if Nadine's done something she promised to do, that counts as shocking in my book. Let's take a listen. For so long now, we've been going, is she leaving, isn't she? And now you throw out there an incredible resignation letter I think Rishi will be shaking in his boots, to be honest with you. I agree. And do you know what, Harriet? Oh, it just poured out of me when I actually wrote this. It just poured out of me. And I thought the best place for this is uh, a national newspaper. And so that's why it was there. And I know that Rishi read it. He always looks up what I'm doing and he had a little look. I think that's right. And also, you are a writer. Let's not forget, you're not just 
former culture secretary. You're not just a reality TV star. You are a writer. It runs through your veins. So your resignation letter was always going to be a cut above most people's, wasn't it? And it was. I mean, it was a a real read, I feel. And I, I urge listeners, if you haven't read it, go and seek it out. It's a wonderful piece of writing. Yes, first and foremost, I am a writer and that's why my resignation letter was so beautiful and touched so many. Um, Nadine, hi, producer Martin Mm. here. I just wanted Mm -hmm. to ask, how do you feel your constituents have taken the news that you are, I mean, now leaving? After having previously said you were leaving, I'm sure there was a reaction, but now that you've actually left, Mm. have you had any fallout? Have you had any... Any letters from them? Um, I actually, I mean, if I have, I haven't read them because I've been really busy. And honestly, I've resigned right. now, so like, who cares? Yeah. Who, it doesn't really matter how they feel, does okay. it? Okay. Anyway, as I've said before, I did such a good job as an MP. They do, you know, everything was fine there, so they didn't really need me. I've got all these wonderful staff who've been dealing with them. Um, don't ask me to name a single one of them. Um, I won't. I literally can't. Okay. You've had some criticism thrown at you, Nadine, especially by your own government. Hang on, what? And you kind of hit back and you say, well, yes, you haven't been to a surgery in a long time, but you had some very competent staff who did that for you. Well, as I have said in my beautiful letter, they're a zombie government. And Mm. if, if, if we were in The Walking Dead and, I don't know, Rick Grimes, a zombie, said to him, Hey, look at the state of you. He wouldn't pay them any attention, would he? So I won't do that with these zombies in the governments that I am um, uh, not a part of anymore. Wash my hands of them, I have. Well, um, n- now, sorry, Nadine. Um, Nadine, just, <clears throat> just for, for our listeners who aren't familiar with The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. who is this Rick Grimes? Oh, he's brilliant. Do, do you remember him? He was on Teachers. He was in Love Actually. Um, Should have married him, shouldn't she? So- uh, um, the teenager, Kieran a- Andrew Lincoln, him. I uh, think. Yes, and then he f- um, was fighting zombies. He had a son called Call. It's good. Do you see yourself as the the Rick in this scenario? Yes, and that's why I've got out when the going's good. Well, Nadine, you do call them a zombie government, which I'm sure anyone in government yes. will be very unhappy about hearing. Um, of course, mm-hmm. it does naturally present the question... Are you attempting to um, destroy the zombie governments um, or are you going to try and keep them on a chain in a shed in the back garden like uh, Simon Pegg mm. does? Well, what a question. What a question to me, an authoress and um, a one-time MP and future lord. Of course I'm not trying to destroy them. I think it's pretty bloody obvious to everyone involved that they're doing that very well to themselves. Congratulations. Right. It okay, is... so only a matter of time until, you know, uh, a vinyl is thrown at their head and their brain is destroyed, it sounds. Straight into the eye. Haha. <laughs> Nadine, let's talk about some of the criticisms you label at the government because in your letter, one of the, the more damning things I think you say is that Rishi does not have the X factor that Boris had or Thatcher had. Yes, not he doesn't even have the X factor that Steve Brookstein had. And that, and that's a, a damning um, uh, comment if ever I heard one mm. or made one, and I just did. Yes, because, I mean, where is Steve now? Sending angry tweets. And who'd want to be yes, that and person? we can all do that, and sometimes it's very good. But you, you basically, you put Rishi in the same bracket as Keir Starmer 
in terms of these sort of rather ho-hum, non-X-factor politicians. It was good, wasn't it, when I did that? Just too boring old men. Yeah, I thought I was very good. and And now I've said it in a letter, so it's true. Of course, Nadine, there is um, another MP, um, well, uh, that does have a kind of X factor. I mean, he went on I'm a Celebrity, quite famous. Matt Hancock, do you think uh, we could see a uh, resurgence in his uh, position, considering he has got some form of X factor going on himself? As someone who has sold a lot of books me. I don't think that we can expect to see a comeback from someone who only sold 3,000 copies of his book. And I happen to know that most of those were to his new lady. She only got with him because she thought, oh, here comes someone, another person like Nadine, who's going to sell loads of books. And he didn't. And now she's stuck with him. Enjoy that. You might even say, in your wake, you've left a load of zombies, a load of zombie Nadine's who aren't up to the task of being Nadine Doris because there's only one. Yeah, but I'm the most popular one. I'm I'm the um, Daryl, aren't I? The da- the Daryl. Yeah, from The Walking Dead, Daryl. Da- He's the most popular one. Oh yes. Oh yeah. right. Okay. Again. Yes. Good. Again with the Walking Dead references. Yes. Yeah. He's yes. got a um, I'm Secretary of Culture, and Walking Dead is culture, so I used to always catch it. Yes. It's really good. It's it's good to keep up with what the people want to know and I guess that is is The Walking Dead and its spin-offs. People love talking about it, just not in Parliament. If only, and I said this at the time, if only Neil Parrish hadn't been looking at sexy tractors and instead had been looking at uh, zombies that deserve to be taken down by Daryl Rick and all his friends, then he would have got in so much trouble and then he would be a big success like me, Nadine Dorries, um, the, the, uh, the, the people's lord. Yes. Oh, priorities, isn't it? And obviously... Priorities needs to be watching zombie programs so that you can then make clever analogies about the government being a zombie government. Thank you, exactly. That's what I was trying to say in my letter. Yeah, otherwise it could have been a very, very different resignation letter and not as effective as it is. Mm-hmm. As I think Dan Wooten said, and you know, Dan Wooten, very sensible man and greatly wronged recently. Mm-hmm. As Dan Wooten said, you know, it was a real blow a real blow to the government. He'd know all about mm. that. And was that from uh, his own personal account or was that from another account that um, he was operating that he sent that message? It Martin, doesn't matter. I, I know what you're doing all. here. And yes, stop what? trying to stop trying not, to besmirch Dan. He's been I'm not through besmirching. enough. I don't, he listen, has been I'm, through enough. Least of all wanted besmirch Dan Wooten because, you know, legally I don't know how I'd protect myself. Um, Nadine, I was just wanted to follow up on this idea that we are we are losing the X factor in the government. Do you think it's going to be boring, plain sailing, a return to the old fashioned conservative politics of uh, the pre Johnson era? Saturday nights on ITV used to be so good, didn't they? We had Blind Dates and Gladiators, and then you had X Factor. Now they're putting Big Brother on it. It's, yes. it's getting a little bit desperate, if you ask me. Yeah, other channels have mm-hmm. tried Big Brother. It's not worked now. They're putting us on, putting us on ITV and ITV two at the same time. So in, in many ways, the government is is um, the the Saturday night television of now. It's desperate. That's culture. And Nadine, will you go on Big Brother if they ask you? Yes. Great. Wonderful. Yeah. What? How much? How much do they pay? That um, I, do it. I probably will. I think it varies. You run this. I think. 
Yeah, it varies on the pit person. We don't. Are you no, from we Kakoda don't run Mole? it. Nadine, we can't. No, we don't. We don't have any say in who goes on. Um, do, are you representatives from Kokoda Mold? Name your price. Name your price. No, that's. Some of them might listen to to the show, but we don't. We yeah, don't tell them I'll do have it. A say in it. Tell them I'll do it. I'll do it. Tell them I'll do it. Oh. Great. Now, Nadine, I know you're a very busy woman, so we mm. will actually. Are are you a, are you a busy woman? Yes, I am. Oh God, I've just had my a publisher get in touch about the the plots, my upcoming brilliant book, and they've said, "Can I look at the first, second, fifth, and eighth chapter again?" I said, "No, I already wrote some." Oh, brilliant! Well, uh, it's good to hear that you're still working hard. But what I want to end in is that your letter it really sort of ends in in quite a poignant way where you talk about being a mm. proud working class conservative yeah. and you accuse the government and you accuse Rishi of having abandoned the fundamental principles of conservatism mm-hmm. and you say history will not judge you kindly. Exactly. Now, that's strong words. That's right. Well, I was Secretary of State for History and media, digitals, and all of those. Mm. So I know a little bit about history, and I'll tell you something. If you're not winning elections, then everything you're doing must be bad. And and when they lose the next one, it will be because of history and what I said. Well, Nadine, final question. Yes. Now that you've finally resigned, does this mean you no longer have to declare your earnings, uh, how much they were for talk? Talk TV. Oh, if you could see me now, you'd see balloons fall from the ceiling, streamers coming down, and I'd probably blow an air horn. Yo, exactly, I don't. Party time. No no decorations ever again for me, Nadine. Good, isn't it? It's silly anyway, because I wasn't going to to make my decorations anyway. (laughs) Nadine, it's been a pleasure, and uh, thank you for coming on the show and talking us through your bombshell of a letter. Thank you. From one bombshell to another, that's me and my bombshell. <laughs> oh, I thought I was the other bombshell, but that's that's fine. I could that's be fine. a bombshell I don't, I don't. as well. I think no. I can sometimes have... No? Right. Okay. No. Good. I've never met <clears throat> you before today. Why would I know if you're a bombshell or not? We have. Who is he? It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. Bye. Right, producer Martin, so Sir Payne, you know, the think tanker, conservative candidate and occasional journalist, with his think tank onward, had the brilliant idea of getting children to do two weeks of national service and six months of social action and then a further year of optional service. Ishan's not here, so unfortunately we have to get your take on this. Um, oh, your, yes. Yes, your mild and creamy takeaway well well you you should be careful first of all i'd say because sometimes you think uh it's going to be mild and creamy and then it can be a little too spicy you know there's a lot of kick in a corma right from, from right. time to time so just uh, gird your opinion loins oh, and, God. and get get ready for some mm, some some pretty fuego hot takes no i don't okay? like this no, it's just me, and I've got my thoughts, and I'll I'll let you have them. Okay, so let's get into it. Let's let's belt up and. Right, I'm ready. Yes, ready okay. for this. These are these opinions. Yes. So yeah. my my hot take is this. So here it comes. Um, you know, getting sixteen year olds to do national service is that is is that a good idea? Yes. I I. 
Well, I uh, well no, I mean my my uh, what I, my, where my spice comes yes, from. Yes, it is, is. Is the idea that perhaps perhaps it is perhaps it isn't. I have we why asked them? Well, it you know I I was sixteen once, uh, as were you, Harriet. Yes, sixteen-year-olds um, don't know what they want. They don't know what they want, Producer Martin. So well, why not get them doing some good national service, some good clean work? That's what I say. Get them working. Yes, yes. I mean, the suggestion seems to be that they are, um, in 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 Seb's um, words, unhappy, unskilled, and unmoored. But well, I'd say that this is probably not the best way to make them happier. And Why? I'm because now really... they'll be skilled and moored. Well, I mean that's be... like a that's like a working boat, isn't it? That's like a, a a a boat that sits there and does things, and that's what we want from our children, Martin. We want them to well, sit there, anchored to the ground and doing things. I, I feel like that's more like what we want from our our sailors. I mean, we are of course famously. Well, we could get a, children um, to do that, couldn't we? We could get what? them to do a year of sailing. What, put them in the Navy? Yes, sailing and bombing. B- bombing? Yes, well, I'm just thinking of the National Service thing, which I do like. I just think we get those children out there sailing and bombing. What do, do you mean the sort of thing that's banned in the swimming pools? You know, no bombing? No, no, no I mean bombing, bombing the bad people, Martin. Or oh, right, actual bombs. Yes, actual right. bombing, yes. Well, um, you know, I I tend to say that perhaps we shouldn't push um, certainly children into um, military action. I, I mean, there isn't really the great care, the aftercare for people coming out no, of No, Martin, can I just say, do you know what they say, Martin? A child soldier is a happy soldier. Wow, that... I'm not sure anyone says that. That's what they say. That's what they say, Martin. I, I mean, I, I certainly haven't heard it. I'm sure someone has said it before. I mean, you it's what you say, certainly. Well, look, Martin, 57% of Britons support this idea and 46% of 18 to 25-year-olds. Right. And, uh, yes. and, and who's, who's going to be doing the, the national service? Sixteen-year-olds. Sixteen-year-olds, right? Yes. Okay, so they haven't they haven't been asked. They don't know, do they? They don't know what's going on. Yeah, I they're see just them children. Wandering around, that they're just children. I just see them wandering around the street, looking gormless, checking their phones. You've got to tell them what to do. You've got to right. knock them well, in shape. I mean, one way that I could see this as being um, a potentially helpful thing is. If we've got a lot of 16-year-olds doing national service, helping our country, going out of their way to volunteer their time, um, then perhaps we could then look at lowering the voting age. Because as soon as you're giving back to your country, surely... No, 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 Martin, no. Not even No, you know what would happen? We'd get a sort of voting communism if you let these people vote. And... They're all silly little lefties, aren't they, these kids today? They're all silly little lefties. They're dressing right. up as cats. We can't, so, we can't have cat people voting. It's a ridiculous idea. The the idea of a national service does have a degree of uh, a socialist bent in it, the idea of 
giving up your own time for the greater good. Yes, that's um, good. I like that. The greater you, good. Well, well, yes. I mean, that's it. We're all, everyone's sort of, you know, communing together to... Yes. Um, it, what, so you're positive about these things. Are you feeling good about them? Yes, definitely. Very positive. Good for them. Right. Well, and, I mean, that's... And let's look at our veterans. They're all happy people, aren't they? They're with their little poppy tins. They're all happy. I, I hate to break it to you, Harriet, but there there is actually a rather high homeless population that are um, ex-service. Oh, no. Um, Codswallop. I don't think it is Codswallop. I've, you know, I'm not really entirely sure now I think of it what Codswallop is. Well, it's what it is. Codswallop right. is as Codswallop does. No, look, Martin, I appreciate your mild and creamy takeaway, but I think in this instance, and actually come, when I come to think about it, in most instances... It is wrong. I mean, your mild and creamy takeaway really is quite ill-defined, isn't it, really, as a takeaway in general. But I think this is a good thing. I think this is a good thing for the country. I think this is a good thing for the children. And well done, Seb, I say. Well done. Keep up the good right. work, Seb, and maybe well, you'll get into government one day. Yeah, oh, I, well, I don't know about that. But um, <clears throat> I hope you enjoyed my mild and creepy... We can't call it mild and creepy. No, it's brilliant. Really, stick with it. Just stick with it, it Martin. No. Opinion sandwich. No. Producer Martin. No, close it. Opi- close it with... Close pop, the section, Martin, chicken. with your mild and creamy it's, takeaway. Okay. And that was my... Yes. Former conversation. No. Um, it's... Yeah, it's, come on. It's been... I hope you've enjoyed my yeah. mild and creamy. There we go, Martin. Didn't that feel good? I feel sort of uh, dirty, actually. And finally, we were joined by our royal correspondent, Nicola Witchell, who was on the show to talk about the Andrew problem. You might be imagining what Harriet means by the Andrew problem, and I can assure you now... She means something else. I most certainly do, Martin. Let's take a listen. Nicola, as always, it's an honour. Yes, I know. Thank you, Harriet. Thank you. It's been a while since I was here. The last time I was here was obviously for the glorious coronation. And it's a wonderful day to return with the most important pressing issue of the 21st century happening right now. Well, I mean, what we're here to talk about, of course, is the rehabilitation of a certain Prince Andrew. Yes. Prince Andrew, Prince Eric, Prince Caspian, all wonderful men who all deserved rehabilitation into the world. And it is time, finally, for the public to wake up and see that Prince Andrew needs to be welcomed back into the fray. I mean, it's not like he married an American. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Exactly. Let's get things into perspective. Going to live in Toronto for a little while and then going to America and trying to keep where you live secret so that you don't get bothered by the British press. Well, 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 seems that you think you're above all that. Well, I tell you who's above nothing. Prince Andrew. He is. He is above Nothing. I couldn't agree more. I've got to say, Nicola, I i mean, mm. I'm not sure that I'm fully convinced that people do feel um, 
warmly towards him. I think there is still a little, a little uh, sour taste in the mouth for a lot of people when they think about the things that he was accused of. I, I mean, do you really think that, that he's queen... spent enough time away in order to to make his uh, his triumphant return? The Queen, Her Majesty Elizabeth Regina II of Great Britain, paid £12 million to make that go away, and that £12 million was our money and I was glad to give it. So I think you'll find that, yes, he's been away for far too long, if anything. Right, OK. Well, well that's, I mean... That you can't argue with that. Time to come now, back. Nicola, you, of course, you know the family very well. Yes. You've known some of those boys since they were little. I mean, you've yes. really seen the family grow. Mm. And the word in the papers, Nicola, is that there is a clash between Prince William and King Charles. King Charles wants to bring his brother back into the fold, but... Prince William is not so keen. Now, what is your take on this? And knowing the family as you do, what do you, what do you think is going on here? It's true I have known the family a long time. I've known William since he looked like Diana. And I think at this point, mm. the ultimate disservice he is doing to Diana is, of course, not allowing her favourite of the royals, Prince Andrew, back into the fray. And it's something he should think about. She, Diana loved Prince Andrew the most in many ways. Certainly loved him more than Harry. Did she? That's mm. that's quite an exclusive. I didn't know that. Yes, she always used to say, he was my favourite. Now, for any listeners who aren't aware, Nicola does know a thing or two about Diana as the spirit of Diana does occasionally like to speak. Yes, she does live within me. Uh, yeah. If you'd like me to speak to her right now, I could find out exactly but how no, she feels about Prince I'm Prince. not sure that ended no, I, too well actually, last time. We got a lot of complaints. Well, I'm back, aren't I? So you can't have had that many. <sighs> and producer Martin, I think it is important that, you know, not many people have such access to Princess Diana. And I myself, oh. I really want to know what Princess Diana makes of what's going on here and what her views are on Prince Andrew. And I... I think that we would not. Yeah. It would be a miss, is my position as a hard hitting journalist, not to ask Diana what she thinks. I'll ask her. I mean, we. I'll do it. Here we Nicola, I... are you going to ask her, or do I need to ask her through you? How does this well, work? Well, I'll speak to her briefly first, and then you can ask her. Diana, I, I don't want this getting Thank out Thank you very of much. Please, please control yourself. Mm. This isn't the 80s. Now, come on. Right. Come on. Right. You can ask now. I'd like to ask Diana whether she thinks Prince Andrew should be rehabilitated and what mm -hmm. what what her thoughts on Prince Andrew are. Go ahead, pr Princess of Hearts. Yes, I always loved Andrew. He was always my absolute favourite royal and it's been heartbreaking him watching from up here as he is cast aside as if he were no better than Harry. Oh, well, there you have it. There you have it. Uh, from the least favourite to her most favourite. And uh, welcome back. I love seeing you. That's interesting. So, so, so her, her former brother-in-law is is more important to her than, than her son. Yes, that's what I I'm don't know if... There. Oh, OK. Um, I mean, it's it's a very keeping vocal impression. But I, I'm not sure we no. can put too much um, weight on these um, these particular claims. Producer Martin, I feel like whenever we're about to get a really big scoop, you ruin it. I just feel this I is, do need this is to a scoop. 
it is how a kind many of other, scoop. How many other people get Princess Diana on their show? Well, very few people would invite her. Yes, I think, very at few. At this point, I bet you've got a copy or two of spare on your shelves. Uh, what? Listen, not. I haven't got more than one copy. I think Sir Keir might have left his copy round when he came round to visit recently. It was part he of uses his club, copy but, as a yoga I mean, block. Well, you know, That's yoga blocks are pretty expensive true. and it is a relatively thick book. But, I mean, this is besides the point. I, I mean, Nicola, you, of course, um, have been so close to the royal family. Um, yes. Perhaps you could tell us what the next step for Andrew will be, if indeed this kind of rehabilitation does work. Could you see him taking well, on more duties, returning to public life? Uh, anytime soon? I think it is imminent that he shall be back. And the new way he will be known is as the Loyal Royal. Oh, lovely. The Loyal Royal. Mm. Right. And what, so what is nice. his loyalty to? What, why is he so. What, why is he being seen as so loyal? Well, he's loyal to the press, isn't he? The most important people to impress are the press. He'll yes. be loyal to them. The Loyal Royal. Expect to see lots of footage of him crying at the end of moving West End shows, perhaps being nice to a dog, and also, of course, uh, working solely with old people, which is our esteemed hope that is what will happen. And also, can Uh. I just say that we haven't seen Prince Andrew moaning about privacy and moaning about the press and moaning He's about like racism. like a lot less privacy. I have never seen Prince Andrew moan about racism. No, he hasn't. He, in fact, Prince Andrew has never said a word about racism. Therefore, can we honestly say it exists? Exactly, 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 Nicola. That's the thing. And we're talking about the rehabilitation of one royal... But obviously, mm. Prince Harry, what he's done is a lot, lot worse than Prince Andrew. So it's a bigger ask to expect that he might be let back into the fold. But do you see that ever happening? Harry? Oh, he'd love to get his hands back on that family, wouldn't he? The disloyal royal. Yes, he would. As I call him, yes. Harry and Meghan the Sussex. They will never be allowed back in, even though they are desperate, desperate to take on the mantle of royal again. And I'll tell you something. Mm. They can go on happily living their lives as much as they like, but Diana can't stand it. Can you, Diana? I wish they would just stop living their lives happily and be be good and loyal. Exactly. Exactly, Diana. Thank you for behaving yourself this time. I can't believe that that's Diana's opinion, Nicola, I mean, really, surely she she loved her children and wanted them to have um, a happy and free life, free from the exactly uh, the intrusion of the press and the control of the royal family. Um, could could we All get right. uh, Diana? Would you like to give your P P O V? That stands for uh, Point of View, starring Anne Robinson. Yes, I want my children to live the happiest and freest lives they can, but only as part of the royal family. Oh, well, there you are. Um, as soon as they're out of the royal family, she says it's very bad. Well, it it seems quite odd with the way that she lived her life, which, you know, was no. like a can- candle in the wind. You're just believing all that media chat, man. That's true. I mean, listen, Ma- there is, there Martin, is a narrative who are you going, to going believe? ahead. I- yeah, who are you going to believe, the media or Princess Diana herself? 
Exactly, and it's the spirit well, of. I mean, that's in her purest form. Spirit, sorry, it's spirit of Princess Diana. Yeah. Yes, the, the purest form of Diana. How? Why would a spirit tell a lie? Nicola Witchell, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, it's been great to get your viewpoint, and let's yes. keep our fingers crossed for Prince Andrew. Uh, we all will. We all will. And goodbye. Shut up, Diana. We've heard enough from you. I think I'm going to have a tough afternoon with her now she's been allowed out in the limelight again. Diana, Diana, will you ever set me free? Oh, well, goodbye, Diana, and have a lovely afternoon oh, with goodbye. Nicola. Goodbye. Goodbye. Countdown. Yes, t- thank you both. Bye. Well, that's it for this week. Like, subscribe, tell your friends, buy tickets to the live show on the 7th of September at kingsplace.co.uk and follow the out-of-context, non-censored Twitter account and keep those questions coming to nonsensoredpodcast at gmail.com. With thanks to Rosie Holt, Brendan Murphy, Suze Kempner and Ed Morrish. I'm Harriet Langley-Swindon and we'll be back next week with more Non-Censored.